This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Welcome to Inside the Jungle. My name is Chandler Fullman. I am joined alongside with my co-host, Jace Phillips, and we are here to talk a little Auburn basketball today. Um, we're going to talk a little about the basketball team's trip to Israel and the three games that occurred, uh, everything else that occurred on the trip, and then also um, we will discuss uh, the non-conference schedule that recently came out. Uh, Jace, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Chandler? Jace, I couldn't be better. I really couldn't be. Let's go ahead and get started talking um, about the trip to Israel. Um, Auburn flew out on July 30th, and uh, they arrived on, I believe, July 31st, uh, Israel time. And according to our my friend and our friend, uh, Mr. Ellis, that uh, was on our last episode, um, they the team flew from Atlanta up to New York, and then from New York, they flew over to Israel. And um, he said it was a very smooth flight, but they got there, and it looks like they had a, uh, a little welcome dinner um, to Israel, and they had the athletes for Israel um, welcoming the team. They had music, they had food, um, and that's something that I was wondering about personally um, was the food. Was that something you thought about, Jace? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely was thinking, you know, are the players going to, you know, really step out of their comfort zone and try these new things and these new opportunities that they have the opportunity to try over in Israel? And um, just how would that help the overall dynamic of the team? Um, because when you take that opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone, I really feel like there can be a lot of growth there. Um, and I think that's just what happened this week. Um, you know, the team, they started their first game was August the 2nd against the Israel U19 team. Um, and, you know, we came, first quarter was a little slow. Obviously, that's probably a big part of that's probably first game the team's playing together. But, you know, from, from there on, second quarter and on, uh, you know, we really took off. We didn't waste any time. Uh, the big thing that really stood out to me was our, three of our newcomers, Yoan Treor with 20 points and eight rebounds, Janai Broom with 17 points and nine rebounds, and Chance Westry with 13 points. You, uh, you know, those three guys, I think they're going to be instant offense, and they might all three potentially be able to be a starter on this year's team. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That first game – those three names that you pointed out, Johan, Janai, and Chance, um, they were the three that really stood out, in my opinion. This first game, with all due respect, was not the competition, uh, was not the toughest competition um, for Auburn um, in terms of what we are going to be playing uh, in the SEC right. and in terms of just college basketball in general. Um, so... All three games, I thought it was interesting. Um, something, just a quick tidbit. All three games, we had different a different starting rotation, a different starting lineup. What do you yeah. think about that? I think that was really good, a uh, good opportunity for our guys to kind of learn how to play with different guys on the team. You know, getting that rotation set, but also being willing to 
kind of be flexible with that. I feel like it's important here early on because you're able to kind of see who's got good chemistry when they're playing together and to try out different lineups and to just kind of see what's going to work best um, throughout the year because, you know, you might have five guys that are really good um, defensively, but then you might have a different five guys that s- score the ball and share the ball really well together. So I think it's important to find that balance here early on. Um, Dylan Cardwell, that is someone I was very impressed with. You can tell that he put in a tremendous amount of work in the off season. Um, you know, just in the first game, starting out with 12 points and 14 rebounds, and then that carrying over, um, and then having another, uh, Pretty big game rebounding in the second game with nine rebounds. But one thing that stood out to me with Dylan is just how well he ran the floor, how much better his hands have gotten, and his the number of blocks he had in just these three games. You know, he really has improved his game, um, protecting around the rim and also just running the floor. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited uh, to see Dylan Cardwell play this year. Um, according to um, John Rothstein – um, who is a popular uh, college basketball writer. Dylan Cardwell, he says, has the potential to be the most improved player in the SEC. And I, we definitely saw a, a little taste of that, I think. Um, and I'm, I was definitely impressed with Dylan. Um, but moving on on the trip, uh, the team on August the 3rd went to the World Holocaust Museum. And um, they're... There was not really, there was one picture from Auburn Basketball Twitter um, of that, but according to um, our friend, Mr. Ellis, who went on the trip, um, like I said earlier, uh, he said the Holocaust Museum was the coolest part of the entire trip. He said um, they had a, a picture of every single person um, known to record uh, that passed away in the Holocaust. Um, and he said it was just bone chilling and just a a great great experience um, to truly listen and truly learn um, about history. But um, that that was something that I thought was was quite remarkable. And as a as a history teacher, and I know you you're you're an elementary teacher and you teach yeah. some history as well. Yeah. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a really cool experience that the team got to do. Definitely, definitely. And I think even looking more into these other types of experiences the team got to do, you know, not only they had fun playing the game of basketball, but they also got to grow spiritually. Um, Bruce, he took the team and they had the opportunity to get baptized in the Jordan River, um, which is the same, you know, place Jesus was baptized by John. And then the team getting to go to Bethlehem and, uh, you know, I think I saw a short little clip of them singing Silent Night in the town that Jesus was born. And so I thought those those two opportunities, you know, those are decisions that were made that, you know, be some of the best decisions of some of those guys' life. And um, for them to get to do that and experience that with their teammates, I just think that's a really, really special moment and really, really special opportunity that Bruce provided his players with. Uh, I know this is a, a basketball podcast, but as Jace was saying, um, I think August August 5th, 2022, um, getting baptized, um, getting baptized uh, with your entire basketball team, I think will be quite a memory um, for, for I, there was a picture, and I think they took a picture of every guy that got baptized for uh, assistant coach in Borders, 
grad assistant Maddox Jeffries, assistant coach Wes Flanagan, assistant coach Marquise Daniel, um, point guard Wendell Green, newcomer Chance Westry, newcomer Trey Donaldson, and uh, returner Chris Moore. I think that's it's just going to be a, a day to remember, a really special day for those guys. Um, something also I wanted to point out was um, that I got a, a ton of attention on Auburn basketball Twitter was uh, their opportunity to get to uh, float in the Dead Sea. Um, yeah. For those of you that, that do not know, um, the Dead Sea um, is got a really big, um, I guess, salt um, content, and it's I really I think it's like it's tough. I mean, very, very tough to, like, make yourself sink. Um, like, you don't have a, cho- a choice but to float yeah. um, in the Dead Sea. And I thought that was a really cool opportunity. Uh, they also got uh, mud bass, um, which is a, a tr- typical, traditional Israeli tradition. Um, I thought the mud bass and the, the floating in the Dead Sea was really cool, Um both really cool opportunities for the team. But we'll move on to the second game, um, which was played um, in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, the team moved, I think it's northwest to Tel Aviv, Israel, um, to experience the rest of their trip and to experience the second and third game. Um, the starting lineup for the second game was Trey Donaldson, KD Johnson, Chris Moore, Johan Treor, and Stretch Akingbola, Baba Tunde. Um, what a guy. Um, so that's somebody that I really want to give a little bit of attention to here for a second. What a great teammate. I mean, Stretch has not gotten quite the opportunity that he had hoped for initially coming over here uh, to America, but he has made the most of it made the most of his college experience, and he's not gone into this transfer portal uh, like so, so many have and, and fled for a better opportunity to play more, for more playing time. He has made the most of his chance here at Auburn and making, taking every minute and made the most of it. What do you think about that? I agree. I agree. I think you hit on it perfectly. I think Stretch is the definition of what it means to be a team player. I think that, and I think that Bruce rewards loyalty. And so I do think that we will get to see Stretch with some more opportunities, you know, to see the court this year. Um, but even when he doesn't see the court, he's the first one to stand up and celebrate and, uh, you know, appreciate his teammates whenever his teammates are doing something incredible you know whenever there's a crazy dunk whenever we've got somebody hot from three he's the first one that's up celebrating them um first one that's giving them a high five when whenever there's a timeout on the floor and they get back to the bench um and so i think that stretch he is about as loyal and is about as good of a team player as they come um but looking more at this second game uh one player that I want to highlight is Yoan Treor. We got to see a little bit in that first game just how explosive he could be, but in that second game, we got to see not only how he is around, how he can finish around the rim, but this guy can shoot. He's got a jump shot. He's got a pretty shot. Um, he can run the floor. He can play some defense. He shot 75% from the field in that second game. And I mean, you know, you can't hardly do better than that. And so, 
Um, I think that's, that's just an incredible performance by, you know, a freshman player. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, it will only be up from here and he might could potentially, um, really give Jay will a challenge for that, um, that number four spot in the starting lineup. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, other noteworthy names, Janai Broom, 18 points, Chance Westry, 18 points, KD had 15 and Cardwell with five, five points, nine rebounds. Um, overall, it was a little more competition, I thought, for Auburn. Uh, the final was 107 to 71. Uh, I think at halftime it was 53 to 41. So a little more competition, but overall, I, maybe, I think that may be comparable to the non-conference, some of the non-conference games we play. Um, still not, not the competition that that Auburn is quite looking for, but buddy, did they get it in the third game? I agree, I agree. But before we move on to that third game, there's one number I want to highlight for Chance Westry. That's the seven steals. You know, Bruce he preaches defense, and you know that seven steals to me that's that's such a better stat than the 18 points he had because those seven steals turned into points for. You know, not only him, but also his teammates. And he was a key distributor in getting the ball to his teammates. Um, and that, I think that played a, a really key role. And we can't forget KD Johnson with 15 points. And KD really shot the ball well in the second game. And I think even some in the third game. And if KD can get that three point percentage, um, you know, to the, to the height we want him to get it to, I think it could be a really, really special year from the three point line for KD. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. I think KD is a, a player to watch out for. But uh, let's move on to the third game. And the starters for that game, Wendell Green Jr., Zepp Jasper, Yoan Traor, Alan Flanagan, and Dylan Cardwell. And like we, like I was saying just a minute ago, that third game truly tested who, how good Auburn was, truly um, showed us um, just – who who we were going to be as a team, and I think it's noteworthy um, that that is I think it was the Israeli national team that we yep. played professional players. Um, they had um, one of their players was I believe it was the number ten overall pick um, in the NBA draft uh, last year or two years ago, um, and but that team was for real. And I don't know if you've gotten the chance to watch any. I've all, I only uh, reviewed the first half yesterday um, in preparing for the podcast, but that team, I don't know, I don't think they were quite as athletic as Auburn, but they moved the ball around unlike anything I've seen in the States. I mean, they were able to move the ball and pass the ball and penetrate the ball, I mean, just incredibly. Um, I've I've never seen passing quite like they, they had. I agree. I think that it definitely challenged us defensively. Um, it was a very defensive battle um, and challenge for us. Um, it was nice to see Wendell Green finally kind of get going in that third game with 15 points. Uh, because if we could get Wendell going, you know, it, it's going to only help everybody else get going. Another name I want to highlight uh, is Chris Moore. Chris Moore is a guy that didn't didn't get a ton of playing time last year due to injury. But Chris Moore showed that he, you know, he's he's stayed ready and that he's uh, he's willing to rise up to the opportunity when he when we need him. 
and I think Chris Moore could be a key contributor to this team this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chris Moore is a player I'm really looking forward to seeing um, from Arkansas, Arkansas uh, Player of the Year, um, his, I think, senior year of high yeah. school. Um, somebody, that's somebody I'm really looking forward to seeing and growing, um, like like I said about Cardwell earlier. But yeah. I just found uh, on the Auburn basketball Twitter, it says, and I'm going to butcher this name, Deny Abdijah, um, and like I said, I probably butchered the pronunciation, but he plays for the Washington Wizards, and he was on the active roster for the Israeli national team. So uh, an a- actual NBA player on the active roster um, was playing against Auburn um, in this game, and I think that's that's pretty pretty incredible um, and just shows you the, the level of competition we, we faced in that third game. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Speaking of players from Arkansas, one player we've forgotten to mention that had a tremendous few games was Alan Flanagan. Um, Alan's ability to slash to the goal and get to the rim um, – really impressed me and he he played some really good defense um you know he didn't always have the most points but there's a lot of stats that Allen had that that go unnoticed you know we don't need to go unnoticed and um you know I think there were a couple games he did barely get to double digits in his scoring um so even though he wasn't one of our top scores Allen Flanagan was a huge contributor not only offensively but also defensively yeah definitely I I was really excited and and glad to see how Flanagan has uh, has progressed since his his injury. Uh, la- uh, I guess two years ago now, because yeah. um, he struggled last year. He he, he really did. Uh, he wasn't himself, but he seems to be getting more and more back to uh, his freshman year his freshman year self. But something I thought was really cool. Uh, from the third game was as as Auburn finished uh, their tour to Israel, um, the SEC Network interviewed Bruce Pearl 
um, on the court, and he uh, went over, and there was probably, I would guesstimate, around 500 fans uh, waiting uh, to hear Bruce Pearl's interview, and Bruce gave a huge shout-out to the Israeli fans uh, that showed up and were there uh, to support not only their team, but to also uh, cheer on and give support to the Auburn team. And I thought that was just a really cool moment to see on SEC Network um, how Bruce, how not, how not only Bruce embraced the, the Israeli fans, but how the Israeli fans embraced Bruce. And after, right after he got done with his interview, they started a Bruce, 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 Bruce yeah. chant. And I just thought that was a really, really cool moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, Bruce really embraced this opportunity. The players really embraced this opportunity, and the people in Israel really embraced this opportunity. And so it was really cool to to get to see this, and it uh, almost made you feel like you were there getting to experience and watch it on TV. So really glad we got to have that opportunity. Um, there are two names we I don't want to go um, without being mentioned: is Zep Jasper and Jalen Williams. Um, you know, Jalen Williams and Zep Jasper. They're two more of those players that they're just team players. You know, they're not always going to have the flashy numbers, uh, but they're, they're guys that, that stay ready. They're guys that always contribute, and they're guys that help um, help the people around them succeed. Um, and I think that, you know, Jalen and Zep both are going to contribute lots to this team this year, just as they did last year. Um, and I expect to see improvement out of both of those. I know that Zep, he got the three ball going a little bit in the third game. Um, and if, if Zep can get going and if, if Jalen can, you know, if he can shoot the ball from, from deep on top of his inside game, you know, he, that, he, that could help him become a really versatile player and a player that's hard to defend. Um, and so one, one piece of news that we did get the past couple weeks that, um, uh, you know, it just kind of hit me was we had a new commitment to the team, and that was four-star point guard 2023 uh, Aiden Holloway, number 30 player in the country, number five point guard in the country from California from pro- Prolific Prep, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've am i heard a bunch of really good things about Aiden Holloway, and I, in the two or three video clips I saw on him, he can shoot the dadgum ball, and I am really excited for him to to join the team um, in twenty twenty three. Um, but yeah, that was a a huge commit, like you said, number thirty in the nation, uh, just an outstanding commit. But well, finishing up the trip from Israel, um, I just thought it was really cool looking through Auburn basketball's Twitter. How I mean, there's probably a mob of a hundred, two hundred fans. Um, that are uh, outside barricades that were waiting to get selfies and autographs from um, the all, all the Auburn basketball players. Pictured are uh, Stretch Akingbola, Janai Broom, Wendell Green, and I just thought that was a, a really cool thing to see. Yeah. Um, and I, I also thought it was really cool to see just how much the Auburn the Auburn men, the Auburn basketball players appreciated this opportunity that they that they got. Um, Janai Broom uh, had a thank you Israel trip of a lifetime tweet. Chris Moore had a thank you for an amazing experience Israel, um, and I just thought that was a 
I thought the Auburn basketball players really, truly appreciated the trip and made made the most of it, and I thought that was outstanding. I agree. Um, but to the last thing we will talk about today, um, well, I we're, we're going to talk about two more things. We'll talk about the non-conference schedule, and then we'll talk about school uh, starting up here at Auburn and um, getting back in the swing of things for, for the Auburn basketball players and the students. Um, but uh, before we talk about that, we'll talk about the non-conference schedule. Um, which features five home games to open the season. So, which, uh, what are you most excited about? Um, well, I should say four home games and an exhibition game. What are you most excited to see about in that five, five game stretch? Yeah. I think I'm most excited in that, so in that five, including the the exhibitions against, um, Alabama Huntsville. But the four games to open up the seasons at home is with George Mason, South Florida, Winthrop, and Texas Southern. I'm very excited for that South Florida game. I feel like last year our players, even though we won that game, they were not happy with the way that we played. And so I think this year that South Florida game, they're going to have circled on the schedule as a game to really come out and, and, and to prove something. Um, so I think that's probably the game out of that stretch I'm most excited about. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm kind of excited for uh the the Winthrop game as well because Winthrop also always has a a pretty pretty solid basketball team that has been uh notable in the NCAA tournament um a lot of the recent years. Also Texas Southern yep. um has been in there and I believe they are coached by former LSU coach um his name has left me. The the former LSU coach I believe is the the Texas Southern coach, and but I'm all four of those teams: George Mason, South Florida, Winthrop, Texas Southern. Yep. I think have the potential to beat us, but I yep. think we should. We would. I think we would be expected to win all four of those games. Yes, I agree. Um, before departing on a trip to Cancun, Mexico, yep. um, what who who do we play in Cancun? We start out the Cancun Challenge with Bradley. Um, and I guess depending on if how the outcome of that game, we would play either Northwestern or Liberty. Um, and so, you know, these are teams, I believe that Liberty, uh, I know they made the tournament, but I believe they might have even won, correct me if I'm wrong, they might have won the first round uh, of that tournament this past year. I know they, I don't they remember. made it. Yeah, I, I remember watching them, and I don't, but I don't remember if they won or lost, but I do remember... I think his name was Darius something. Um, scored like thirty-eight or forty yep. points in the in the NCAA tournament game. I think he had like forty-two or forty-four, yep. or maybe like forty-eight in the uh, conference championship game. That guy was impressive. So I really hope that he graduated. I really hope he is not returning because he was impressive. But um, next on the schedule is uh, two home games versus St. Louis and Colgate, um, which are kind of, I think the St. Louis game may be uh, either right before or right after the Iron Bowl um, on November 27th. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that game. Uh, that was a, that's a home-and-home home series, if, it I, is. if I'm we, not right. We, we had a really tough contest at St. Louis last year um, that came down to the end, and uh, – I believe it was either KD or Wendell Green that that had a 
game winning bucket towards the end of that game to to escape St. Louis with a win. Um, but St. Louis will be a very tough opponent. They'll be an opponent that will have be have tournament potential uh, as well as Colgate. Colgate's a team that's gotten in the tournament and proved that you know they can knock off some big teams. I think Colgate was in the tournament last year as a 14 seed. Yep. And um, the year before the year before I believe that uh, Tennessee played Colgate the first round yeah. and Colgate really gave Tennessee all they wanted. But yeah, so to say the least, I don't know if those first uh what is it? 5 6 7 8 games have really many noteworthy teams any like really remarkable uh, that stand out to the eye teams, but they do have some teams that definitely have the potential to beat you. Yeah. That definitely have the potential to, to, if they bring their A game, they can, they can come and beat you in your arena that night. Um, so I'm excited about that, but the, the last, what is it? Four games uh, of our regular non-conference schedule. And then the big 12 SEC cha- challenge um, would be the fifth game. That bring that starts bringing some noteworthy names yep. into uh or not into Auburn Arena, but we will go and play on the road. Um, so that includes Memphis, USC, Washington, and West Virginia. Yeah, what do you think about that, Jace? Well, I think that Memphis game that's one that I'm very excited about because we have we have really pr- played well in Atlanta the last few seasons. We've got the opportunity to go play some noteworthy teams in Atlanta, and so I'm excited to play this very talented Memphis squad. Um, USC, I believe that that's a home-and-home. I believe they'll come to Neville Arena next year. Um, USC, that's a team that they're in, they've made the tournament the last few years, and you know they've had a history of getting some really highly-ranked recruits, and that'll be a, a really big contest, a really important uh, game as far as building a resume looking on down the road to the tournament. Um, and, you know, right on with that, we have Washington at Washington. That's another really huge game that can build your resume. And then on top of that, going into the SEC Big 12 Challenge, uh, traveling to West Virginia. Uh, you know, that'll be a, a crazy environment to play in, but it will be a very good environment as far as getting us ready for conference play. Yes, uh, that those – uh, those four games are, are nothing to play around with. Those are, those are not to, to joke about. Those are teams that will bring their A game and play, uh, especially playing on their home court for three out of these four games, playing Memphis at a neutral site. Those teams could beat you. And then also, not to be forgotten by any means, Georgia State, who has been an NCAA yep. tournament team, comes to Neville Arena on December 14th um, to play Auburn. That team is not to to joke around about. No, it's not, and that's a game that to a lot of our guys will mean a lot with a lot of our guys being from across the line from Georgia. Um, you know, So that's a game that I feel like you know we'll be ready for, and but it's definitely one that can't be overlooked. Um, but, yeah, that – just a quick random thought that I forgot about from the Israel trip. Um, if I, I believe that Johan Traor was the leading scorer for two out of the three games in Israel. Um, and I think that is something that is, is, uh, we're really happy to have him at Auburn. Um, and I just want to point that out real quick, just to say, 
What do you think about that, Will Wade? How do you like that, Will Wade? Um, uh, Yoan Traor was an LSU commit for probably, I don't Almost know, a year, months or, yeah, maybe even a year. And then close to the last minute, he, uh, Will Wade, uh, gets fired and Coach Pearl comes and swoops in and says, Yoan, we would love to have you. Um, and Yoan decommits from LSU and then commits to Auburn. And I'm extremely excited to have him in orange and blue rather than have him in purple and gold and be on the opposite sideline. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to point that out real quick before I, I forgot about it. But uh, the last thing we will talk about is um, the, the school year starting. And uh, I believe it started on... Wednesday um, for for Auburn University students this past Wednesday. I am uh, thankfully not at all. Well, I don't know if it is thankfully. Um, I'm I'm out of school, um, but unfortunately, I guess I'm still in school because I just started my master's this past <laughs> Monday. But it's not at Auburn, so that part really stinks. Just what what do you think? How does how does life transition from the summer uh because i'm an old man i mean i've been out of school for three and a half almost four years um so college that was back in my golden days um (laughs) but jace is just he graduated um just in just in may um so jace how how is the transition from the summertime uh to the school starting what i mean describe that transition for students and uh it, do the best you can describing it for the student athlete i know yeah. you're you were not familiar with that um you because jace is jace is not the best athlete no nah, i'm uh, just kidding uh but he was a student so describe that transition for us yeah so i think that going from summer to starting school the biggest thing is your body adjusting Get in on that schedule, get in on that routine. Um, you know, waking up the same time every day, going to classes, making sure that, um, you know, with the student athletes, I'm sure they each have their own individual meal plan, making sure that you're starting to stick to those meal plans. Um, and, you know, practices, practices during the day, workouts, uh, watching film, um, conditioning, classes, you know, managing that time. Uh, to the best of your ability, I feel like is really important. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, the players will have some kind of tutors and things like that to help them stay caught up and on top of it. And um, But I think that, that a big part of that is just trying to get in routine and, uh, you know, get your bodies adjusted. Um, one thing that I noticed that since classes had started was that the basketball team or at least four or five members of the basketball team went to support the women's soccer team in their first game of the season. Um, and that's something that, you know, Coach Bruce Pearl, and I also want to give a shout-out to women's coach Johnny Harris, both do such a good job at is advocating for Auburn and, you know, really encouraging their student-athletes to go and support other sports and other student-athletes. Um, and so that's something that, you know, really stood out to me this week is seeing those athletes basketball players supporting our women's soccer team yeah that was that was really awesome to see um also i think coach butch thompson was there uh just how the auburn family supports each other and 
Um, I think that is is definitely noteworthy. Um, but I am uh, really excited uh, for for the for the Auburn basketball season to get started here in a few months. Um, we'll probably come out with another episode in about a month, um, yeah. just previewing the previewing the season. But I think that's all I've got for now. Yep, I think that's all I've got. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Inside the Jungle. And War Eagle, everybody. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.